God's grace, His mercy, His peace, they are yours through our Lord and our Savior, Jesus Christ. Amen. Normally that is part of our liturgy. I grew up singing the song of Simeon. It just brings back good memories too. It's just something I didn't have to look in the hymnal to sing. Those familiar words, though, did have a source. It wasn't a hymn writer. And so maybe just a, a thought or a question before we begin focusing on Luke chapter 2. What would you say would be the one thing you'd have to accomplish, fulfill, or do before you could say, as far as your life, I'm done? I'm no more need. If, if I could do this thing, if I could accomplish that, if I could put that in the bank, if I could make sure I was there for that relationship, at what point do you think you could say, done? God, I can go to heaven now. Everything that, that I was to do here, everything that I had in my mind to be accomplished has been fulfilled. It's not the way we normally think, is it? Usually we want to go to heaven when things get bad or we're facing something awful or it's stressful or maybe we want to get to heaven when we don't know what we're going to do and we're stressed out about it because we think it'll be easier. I just want to be done with this life. But... Have you ever felt it at some point that, that this is all I need to do? Let me maybe rephrase that. What would God say about you to you to say, when this is done, then you are done? What, what would that look like? Maybe it would look a little different than where our mind was wandering. Because in our life, we're, we're so busy chasing after the things that we, we pray will fulfill. We're, we're chasing after the things that are expected of us. We're, we're wanting to save face. We're wanting to be accomplished. We're wanting to make a name for ourselves. We're wanting to be remembered. We're wanting to be appreciated and we're wanting these things and they're always in front of us and the next thing and the next thing and the world is courting us with other things. It's stressful. It's stressful growing up. It's stressful being grown up. It's stressful being young. It's stressful being old. And yet now we're introduced to a man, we don't really know his age, we assume he was up in years because of the conversation of God saying he wouldn't let him die before, before he would be able to see with his own eyes what God had promised he would do. And, and we have this man really coming out of obscurity. We don't know him to be like one of the lead priests. We don't know him to be a man that's known in the temple. We don't know if he is well known politically through Jerusalem. We really don't know much about him. All we do know is this. God says this, that, that he was righteous and devout. That didn't mean that Simeon was the one walking around as the only holy person on earth that didn't need a savior. What it meant is God saw him with a different set of eyes and led his heart in, in a way that was very direct. The Holy Spirit had been talking to Simeon and telling him that you will not close your eyes in death before with your own eyes, with your own hands, you will see, you will hold the one who I have promised that will be the consolation, that will be the deliverer, the world's savior. And, and it's, it's an interesting thing if you think of the scene in Jerusalem. That temple was a church for a nation. 
So I, last week there was like 335 here. It was, it was pretty full. But can you imagine being a church that served a nation and you had all these people coming in and out and doing all these purification rites, fulfilling all these things required by the law, whether it was a family sacrifice, whether it was a woman coming to be purified, whether it was bringing that newborn to be uh, purified, the sacrifice being made. It was busy. It was hopping. And yet God saw that this man, Simeon, would run into Mary and Joseph holding a baby that didn't have a halo. It wasn't a baby that was floating. It wasn't a baby that was doing something out of the ordinary. It wasn't anything that could be seen with human eyes. And yet, when, when Mary and Joseph came to do what was demanded of them by the law and because of their, their economic status, the basic, this basic sacrifices were required, this man walked up to see this baby and I understand what it's like to hold a baby in your arms. I don't know what it is about a baby, but it makes your heart melt. It, it makes adults that are crabby smile. It, it can, it can, it can just, just do amazing things when you see a baby and, and holding your arms. It's just that beginning of life and, and all those things. But this isn't what moved a man to speak as he did. He saw something different. He saw something now and in the future. He saw something not that, 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 that he would do, but instead something that God has now done and would accomplish. And let me go back to those, those first questions I asked you. So often in life, we think that when we have done this, when we hold this in our hands, when this has been accomplished, then we can go to heaven. Then, then the list has the final check mark. But that's not the way it is when we look at, at Simeon here. It's not what he had done. It's not what he was doing. It is what God was doing, what God would do. And his heart was moved to say these words. Sovereign Lord, as you have promised, you may now dismiss your servant in peace. For my eyes have seen your salvation, which you have prepared in the sight of all nations a light for revelation to the Gentiles and the glory of your people Israel. That was the defining moment. No more needed to be done by Simeon. He could say, Lord, right now, if my heart stopped beating, if my lungs stopped breathing, my life is complete because in my own arms, I hold what you have promised. And first of all, it points us to a God who keeps his promises. How often don't we make promises that we don't keep? How often do we make promises we can't keep? And yet we're addicted to making these promises. We want to save face. We want to make people smile. So we promise, we promise. And God, when he speaks, he must fulfill. God, when he says, he will deliver. And so now in his arms is the Savior of the world, and so only the eyes of faith could see this. It was just a baby that was being consecrated. It was just a baby that was being presented to the Lord, and yet, and yet Simeon saw so much, and God, the Holy Spirit, opens our eyes to see it too. There's a, there's a painting that I, I just, this just captures it for me. It's done by a, a Wells member, and, and if you look at this painting, it's, it's, it's beautiful, and I, and I actually cropped it to, to zoom in a little bit. If you look in the background to the, over the right shoulder of Simeon there, you see a fire burning in the background. 
At that just as that symbolism of us saying the sacrifices, all those animals that were offered, all that blood was spilled, all this rising smoke to fill an angry God's nostrils, to appease his vengeance towards sin, all these things that were being done, all the laws that were being obeyed, all that in the background. And what is in the foreground? What do you see? A man holding a baby that is the fulfillment of all that God said he would do. And your heart warms to see that little baby and it's the one time in life you get to see those chubby little arms and you get to smile at those chubby little cheeks. And yet, Simeon, through the Holy Spirit, sees something quite different. If you look and look at the way those arms are stretched out, the idea and the picture the artist is trying to give us is those arms are already taking the posture of the cross. It's the cruciform where arms outstretched would become the arms that take the world's sin upon shoulders and be the one-time sacrifice for all sins. Do you see it? Do you see the peace that this brings? Because this is the sacrifice that changes everything. This is the sacrifice that changes the now. This is the sacrifice that changes the tomorrow, the next month, the next week, the day you die and forever because God is here delivering the salvation that he had promised. And, and Simeon sees it and says, I can now depart in peace. What does this world hold that I need? What does this world draw me to when I have everything that brings me forward? All the promises of God wrapped up in flesh, delivered here for arms to hold. Can you see him? The Holy Spirit allows you to do the same thing that Simeon did at this moment, to see the Savior in his arms. Every time you're in contact with the Word, every time you hear the promises of God, the promise and the fulfillment of forgiveness from sins announced to you by pastor or in words of Scripture, every time you're reminded of the baptismal font where sins washed away and a new sacrifice or a new relationship is being instilled upon you to be reminded this is a forever relationship, child of God, when body and blood and bread and wine are put to your lips, the Savior Jesus is in your arms. You can see salvation that is yours. May it move, may it move your heart to the same peace. What does this world offer? What relationship do you have that can give such peace, such hope, such a future? And even back here where Simeon was talking about things unfulfilled, a baby would have to grow up and accomplish these things. And that's what we're here to do, to follow through the life of Jesus, the birth of Jesus at Christmas, the life of Jesus at Epiphany, the, 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 the beginning of the end of Jesus through Lent, the sacrifice and the resurrection. These are all the things long ago foretold. Every bit of it being fulfilled, we get to see that every year with our eyes and hold that Savior in our arms. And Simeon talks of it, he says, a light for revelation to the Gentiles and the glory of your people Israel. Do you know that Simeon, way back then, was talking about you way right here? Before North America was on a map, before the United States was a country, before Wisconsin was a state, before Lake Mills was a town, before St. Paul's was a church, God had already foreseen that he would take this message of Jesus fulfilled in the life and death and resurrection and make sure it would be written down so that from generation to generation and across ocean and across land and from mouth to mouth, from book to book, passed down from generation to generation, it would come to you and so today you would have the same peace 
that Simeon had so long ago. The Holy Spirit working your heart saying all is well, that this message just wasn't for the Jewish nation. It was for all people. And Simeon talked of one more thing too, and this is always the sad part. When he says to Mary and Joseph who marveled at his, at his words, they, he said, this child is destined to cause the falling and the rising of many in Israel and to be a sign that will be spoken against so that the thoughts of many hearts will be revealed and a sword will pierce your own soul too as he looked right at Mary and that's, that's what would happen. And still is happening today too, right? Isn't Christianity the thing that causes so often the rise and the fall of nations which it reveals hearts for what they are and the world for what it does? It calls the devil the liar that he is. It brings, brings death and, and, and calls it a liar too because it no longer has a hold on Christians. But Mary would have to experience something first. With her own eyes, she would have to see the one that she bore the one the world would need would have to die before her very eyes and it would, pierce, it would pierce her soul to see a child die but her soul needed that child to die so that her soul could be at peace, at peace with God. So this is a lot to take in. A lot of history, a lot of the present, so much of the future is all wrapped up in, in simple words and a simple a simple few verses, almost like a poem coming from Simeon's lips. But may God, through this Advent season into Christmas, Epiphany, Lent, and Easter, may he give you the same joy in your heart. May you see your whole life wrapped up and fulfilled and not what you accomplish, not the to-do list that you can check off, not in the relationships that you finally have mastered and you've sent them on their way, all these things we wish to accomplish, but instead... Instead, to see your, your life accomplished and wrapped up in this. The same words of Simeon. Sovereign Lord, as you have promised, may you now dismiss your servant in peace. For my eyes have seen your salvation, which you have prepared in the sight of all nations, a light for revelation to the Gentiles, and the glory of your people Israel. So much fulfilled. One thing left to accomplish that return. So may your hearts, holding that same Savior in your arms, have the peace that, that passes all understanding. And may it move your hearts and your minds to rejoice in what Jesus has accomplished for you and that Jesus will return for you too. Amen. Please stand.